that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast. A puppy podcast. Or is it a news and politics? It's a puppy podcast. And today. dog breathing podcast. We, if you hear any panting in the background, that's it's just Chet my Wild. Dog. <laughs> Chet Wild breathing heavily. Yep. We uh, in the uh, having a panic attack about what we're actually going to talk about today. <laughs> Can't we just talk about the dog? Yeah, yeah I'm fine with that. Cagney. Wouldn't that be Aww. Wouldn't that be better if we just talked about the dog? Cagney's first uh, pod appearance live on the pod. Thank you for yeah. being here, Cagney. Thank you for not leaning on the tables. Uh, <laughs> things like that. No, you're fine. Yeah. I'm just. I'm more. I was leaning on the table. I'm more giving Chet the business right Look, I'm not leaning on the table because I'm not directly across from you. I changed tables to a more functional table, and I don't feel the need to lean on it. Also, I have a dog to pet, so there's a lot of things keeping me from leaning on tables right now. There's a dog in the studio, which Winter hasn't been in the studio for a while, so that's that's nice. Cagney's here. Cagney's here. A little... Little over well, winter would act up too. Olivia Hydar is here too. Hi, yeah, I get second billing to the dog. It yeah. makes sense. I should intro. Well, I think I introduced the dog before Chet too. <laughs> that makes sense. She's gonna eat Robert the doll, or he. He's got a penis, but no balls. So great, he falls off. I don't know why I need to tell everyone yeah. that. Why he is wasn't that? Happy about it. Why is that important? It's just got like this empty sack area where his balls used to be. Cool. You cool could get some, it's supposed yeah, you to get some of the prosthetic get some dog prosthetic balls. dog nuts. Are those things? Yes. Yeah. It's what if for I just... insecure men who don't like to see their dogs <laughs> demand. What if I just put some truck nuts on them? <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. Hang it off of his little tail. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. That would actually be adorable. That would be pretty cute. So, welcome to Good Luck America. Good it's... luck, New Zealand. Good yeah. luck, world. We're recording this the, the morning of the Christchurch shooting yeah in new zealand which what a name yeah if honestly. nothing else my god shout out to zach yates hope you're okay buddy it was a shooting at a mosque i think zach yates is probably fine but yes everyone in new zealand yeah. i hope everyone's maybe doing his model playing okay group meets at a mosque yeah like man let's make light of this yeah, i don't know <laughs> who zach yates is he's oh un- come on yates he's an unpops listener okay hi I'm uh, sorry that this happened in your home. My favorite Unpops country. listener. I don't play favorites. I just have Unpops listeners I like the least. <laughs> and then there's everyone else Man, who I, I can't love. Imagine. <laughs> I would name them, but they would get edited out. <coughs> Fuck that. So we don't even have notes today. Yeah, no. we're, we're running in blind. I woke up this morning and I was gonna do. Uh, I was gonna do notes, and we were gonna talk about NAFTA. And just yeah. even like starting the research, I was like, no one fucking cares. Right. Nobody cares. Even yeah. if I care, no one fucking cares. Yeah, honestly. About the new NAFTA. And then the shooting, it didn't happen like as I was researching it. It happened. I actually went to bed pretty early, but I think it had yeah. happened. Yeah. When I was by watching 
uh, Colbert last night, CBS broke in and was like, right. breaking news. And so it was there, later. It was later at night. It was it was On, afternoon their time. Yeah, I mean our time. Yeah, our yeah. time. It, it was broke like late evening, eight or nine. Okay, because yeah. I went to bed crazy early last yeah. night because I recorded a ton. I had to record four podcasts yesterday. One which involved watching the movie Mother. Oh yeah, and that's like watching two movies. <laughs> yes, basically, it, is. Uh, it takes a lot out of you. And then I had to talk about the movie Tommy. Oh. Uh, a switch. Yes, it was a radical change in tone. Yeah. But the entire same cast on both podcasts. Oh. And uh, then I just passed out on the couch, and then I woke up to this news. Yeah. And, like, the first instinct is, oh, well, I guess we should talk about that. But it's like, no, not really. I don't want to. Right. Well, when CBS cut in last night, like, I'm watching Colbert, CBS cuts in, breaking news, this uh, fucking nut live-streamed it. And it was, oh, I didn't there are a number part. of things upsetting about, but CBS didn't show the actual shooting part of the live stream, but they just aired, like, just as a background clip, they're like, he live streamed it, and then they're showing the live stream, like, him getting the gun out of the That's... car and, like, going, it's like, what? And then here's James Corden. Like, it's extremely irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, looking at the headlines today and listening to NPR this morning, that seems to be, like, the leading thing in the debate, like, it was live streamed, it's like, how do we make shootings more interesting, like, that, it... <sighs> Yeah. And and even when Facebook takes it down right away, like there's already so many copies out there on right. YouTube, and YouTube's trying to take them down, but they'll oh. live on right-wing sites yeah. and separate servers. Yeah, I haven't and, seen the video. And I just don't like that it's people are, I mean, I guess I'm leaning into it now, too, where I'm making a deal with it, because it just gives more people ideas to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's obviously a thing people are going to report on and talk about, and that's not a problem it's a and it's but a traumatic situation people the live to stream talk about it makes if you show a clip on cbs it makes people want to seek it out yeah. yeah showing the live stream is not a thing and it normalizes it and we then it, with how realistic That's, video games are it really is just like oh i'm watching a call of duty clip it's almost. insane that they decided that, that was okay to air yeah it's honestly it's abhorrent i it is it's murder porn yeah and it's, that's insane you know, I, maybe they're not airing anything today on the morning news, but it was just when they cut in last night, they showed a clip of it, and it was very unsettling. And that's surprising that they would show it on that kind of news outlet. Yeah. Because normally, it, it, it feels like a thing people at least put some thought into before they just throw it up as right. the background well, whoever's image covering, on your news report. Covering the CBS newsroom at... Midnight West Coast, so 3 a.m. East Coast, probably isn't the most responsible, high-ranking member of the news team. Right. Yeah, but I feel like with a story like that, it's a, it it's a yeah, thing, it where, it's a bed, thing yeah. where the guy from Dumb and Dumber gets a phone call at 2 <laughs> in the morning and has to roll out of bed and throw a suit on. They're bringing that show back. What show? Newsroom? Is that what it's called on HBO? Um, oh, they're bringing the newsroom back? Yeah. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> yeah, they are. Jesus fucking Christ. That's almost as... No, okay. Bring I'm not back news radio like, before you like, bring back Jesus newsroom. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, no one wants more newsroom? No, no. Oh, well, def whatever. Definitely not. But, so yeah, this shooting happened overnight if you're in the United States. It happened in the afternoon in New Zealand, a place we don't normally associate with things of this nature. And that's part of why this guy said he sought it out. He wanted to go where people least expected it and felt most safe. Yeah. Well, he said he went there just for training at first and then decided, well, this will do. Yeah. And even that, it's like, I don't know. 
I would be fine if the reporting on this was, hey, a crazy person walked in this mosque and shot a bunch of people. Oh, racist. And yeah. you fucking know what it is, and it's sad, and let's leave it at that. Yeah. Because at some point, it gets to, like, we know, you know what his motivation was. Uh, yeah, although I do think it's important for, and I saw, uh, you know, I've, I've seen many Arab and Muslim people on online expressing the sentiment i think it's important for that community uh for to say the name of what is the reason behind this oh definitely and like but those are the only people that i want to hear i only want to hear other arab people and other and muslim people like talking about what his motivations were and like yeah that out it 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 feels like a thing that a lot of people are seizing on because it fits a talking point yeah they want to make and i just what is the thing you two are both talking around right now i don't know if i fully know what do you mean well i I just think the the detail of the cover the coverage i think it does become like i i put it a little too strictly when i said just report that people died like right yeah like i know there's conversations that need to happen around this but i think there are productive conversations right that can happen around it and conversations centered around how to prevent things yeah. like this and, and centered around the impacted community right instead of and being o- like you said being honest about what it is yeah and you know calling it what it is right we're talking about islamophobia like, and white nationalism and, at some and point white nationalism is a real blind spot for a lot of governments including ours still and yeah. we just especially with you know who in power like it's just not acknowledged or announced and white nationalism like these people don't come out of nowhere like they didn't just no. come up with this idea like it's it's fueled by a hundred million plus dollar industry yeah like white nationalism just like self-help uh, i don't know why i compared it to self-help that's not the, but it's it's the thing <laughs> of like follow the money like there is a lot of money to be made uh and this yeah. machine behind it that recruits people and well and it's a it's a long-running republican tactic of stoking anti-muslim hatred and they've been following stoking the, hatred in general they've been following this playbook for for decades and uh are following it to the letter in the wake of this attack right and all of the all of their influence like it's so frustrating <laughs> like we're right in the heat afterwards and it's just kind of like it's hard to gather coherent thoughts that aren't filled with right. rage and i i think one of my problems with the way this is being covered, and this sort of just dawned on me right now, is all of the talk about, well, this was his agenda, here's the talking points in his manifesto, it still makes the general subject of the conversation, well, Muslims are bad. Right. Like, that's what we're still getting out of the conversation is, well, here's this guy's take on why he needed to shoot these Muslims. amplifying his message and... It's totally amplifying more people. There are people that see this coverage and are like, yeah, I agree. I didn't know there are more people like me. Then people spend, you know, then the news networks will spend, you know, hours refuting his points as if they're points that need to be refuted. Right. Like, so we're going to hear, like, I I swear to God, we're going to have Muslim pundits uh, forced to go on every major news network and be like, Islam is a religion of peace. Most Muslims right. don't, don't uh, are, are are peaceful. Like, and it's all coming from this assumption 
that they are evil. Right. And they're and they are instead of having like the uh presumption of innocence is or you know the the doubt is given to the white supremacist who killed 40 people instead and we are forcing the people the members of the community that he attacked to validate their own existence right instead of talking about this is what caused this guy to do this and this is what the problem is right like, we're talking about radical on like radicalization online and people like candace owens and ben shapiro and all of these people who form a stepping stone gateway to hard right white nationalist things radicalized whites can we just call them white isis will that paint a more clear picture for people i don't know if they have as much support from the american government as isis but <laughs> yeah maybe they do now maybe it's it, just we, like, we made that pivot recently yeah I, it's just so uh, infuriating to see how the discourse evolves in the wake of something like this. It is. And I don't like I, I I've seen a few different articles that because you have to mention the manifesto like, obviously, yeah, you got to talk about the fact that he had a, an ideology because that's how you know where to start. But historically, when a crime involves a criminal writing up a manifesto, I think pre-internet, the first instinct was, we're not going to publish that. Yes. Like, yeah. you committed murder, and now you think we're going to glorify what exactly. you did by publishing this manifesto. And now the reaction to this is, well, let's get that up online immediately and say as much as we can about yeah. it and, and analyze the points and pick it apart. And people are like, consuming why? it as entertainment, though, too. Right. Like, if you put it in a newspaper in the 1940s or something... It's more more news. Like people aren't reading it to get this dopamine fix of like, what's the drama of the world? Today? Right, right. And now it's like it's like there's this detachment where you're uh, watching like a reality TV show of the world. Yeah, like oh this this took yeah. a turn. This is high drama. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it's just more money being made by news networks, and their their ratings spike with this shit too. And That's why they program and have all these pundits on because it. It's uh, it draws in a large populace. Yeah, and I feel like I don't know picking it apart like that and very blatantly pointing out what he was trying to do. Right with the words, that's like adding extra instruction to someone yeah. who in the future might be like, "Well, I want to kill a bunch of people and write a manifesto." Someone, yeah, it's explaining it to someone who's too dumb to right. understand that this he agrees. Yeah. With this oh, guy. it's more than just ranting about. The Walking Dead and things like yeah. that. Like I have to have a point behind what I'm saying. Without okay. reading it, it's I think we all agree it's likely just him regurgitating. Like it's not him coming up with new ideas. It's just him regurgitating. No, he literally the shit that he's brainwashed and with. he literally mentions the people. Like and the, I believe they took him alive. We should probably have like a, a thing up that has. Yeah, he is so outdated by time it comes out next week. That's also yeah. the fucked up thing. Like the, they did take him alive, though. He's due yeah. to appear in court and, uh, tomorrow. In his as questioning, we're this. he cited people like Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro and uh, the YouTuber PewDiePie, like yeah, as all like people who gave him and wait, PewDiePie. What, How the fuck? What blows me away, which yeah. Bad choice of words. Is they're mentioning, oh, well, he he mentions PewDiePie. He mentions Candace Owen. He, mention, he mentions Trump. Yeah. He mentions the president yeah. of the United States of America yep. as one of his inspirations for doing this. And we're like, fucking PewDiePie. 
It's yeah, like, I mean, but it's all he. It's it's he still deserves culpability though. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, because that guy has been saying Nazi shit on his gamer channel for fucking years under the guise of oh, it's just a joke, it's just a meme. Uh, you know, it's all jokes or whatever, and it's bullshit. And it's time to stop treating it as such. And YouTube might as well be a far right propaganda site. Yeah. It is as bad or worse than Fox News because you could just be watching anything and get a wreck, like an, all of a sudden an autoplay recommendation for like a Ben Shapiro video or something. Right. Where he's talking about, well, are Muslims violent? Oh, who knows? They might be. That YouTube allows full videos as ads. Yeah. Seems highly illegal to me. Or something, like, not illegal, but something that should be. The right. one full video ad that I've seen a couple times that is very alarming, I don't know if you guys have seen it, is the gun holster one in your pants where it's like, conceal your weapon and pull it out in record time. And then it's basically like, how to pull off a But ad no, here. I've woken up to TV shows. Yeah. And it just says ad up in the corner. And... Yeah, I don't spend that much time on YouTube. Well, like, I'll fall asleep. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. and they just start auto-playing shit. I mean... YouTube Premium avoids that, but uh, then you're just giving more money to YouTube. Yeah, YouTube Premium. It's also too expensive. Yeah. I... Depends how much you watch YouTube. You can write it off on your taxes. Well, I can't. Yes, you can. You host a podcast oh, that's that true. is about pop culture. You, you know can what? absolutely. Right. You can write. I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> every streaming service. I write off every streaming service and every movie I rent yeah. on Amazon. I have a podcast listener do my taxes now. So <laughs> yeah. I have a guy. But, uh,. Yeah, the the coverage of it is has been crazy. The first I heard there were like four shooters, and then I heard one, yeah. and then I heard two. Right. The we know there were, the shootings were at two different mosques, and they were four miles apart. Yeah, which is a hike. It's a hike if with you're a on lot foot of guns. for sure. But I guess if you're in a, if you got out of the first one alive and yeah. got in your car and drove to another. Well, and it's not like he, I mean I'm sure he wasn't at like a super high risk like. There aren't many guns in New Zealand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they were at a, uh, a mosque, so. It, yeah, and I think it will spark more gun debate Yeah, in this country, Yeah, which is ironic because it happened in a country with very few guns. Right. And where, like, he's from Australia. Yeah, If we're yeah. talking restrictions on guns, Australia is the leader in that way. Australia was so strict on guns, he had to leave the country to commit a mass shooting. Yeah. Inappropriate joke. Yeah. Pretty much. But it's like, I mean, what joke isn't inappropriate? Right, honestly. It's, right it's now. tough to make a joke about any of this. It's just it's also not, dark. I did like what it's the not like 9-11, which happened 17 years ago. Right, so yeah. Can, 18 <laughs> years ago. We can, we can chuckle it up about that, Chet. I don't find anything funny. About 9-11? No. You ever heard Matt Lieb's bit? About how Israel did 9-11 is just an Israel intelligence plot to troll bin Laden. That's funny. <laughs> it would have been funnier <laughs> if 9-11 happened on June 9th. Sure. And they still called it 9-11? <laughs> They'd have to call it 6-9. 6-9! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, we have fun on this podcast. That's the sex number. It is. I did it's like the that the Prime number. Minister of New Zealand in her speech this morning was talking about um, 
the final thing she said in her speech, she was talking about how, you know, there may be immigrants, people of different religions, but she said they are us. We're all one and the same. Um, yeah. Which seems like it would be the opposite of if this happened in our country and our leadership would go, those people, they, they, no, our, they our leadership literally just said best wishes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing I always, and this is a recent thing that happened, but I feel like all you need to know about Trump's feelings on white nationalist violence. Just compare how he dealt with Heather Hare, who yeah. was murdered yes. by a white nationalist at a fucking white nationalist rally, and how he dealt with Hayden Williams, who was a right-winger who was punched in the face at Berkeley for handing out right-wing yeah. flyers. When Heather Hare died, Trump said there are good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. When Hayden Williams got punched in the face, he decided to issue an executive order calling for free speech on college campuses and let Hayden Williams come and talk yep. during his CPAC speech. Yeah. So I don't need to hear Trump's statement on what happened in New right, Zealand to right. know where he actually stands. He could have said nothing. I mean, yeah. He could have said, good, I'm glad this happened. And he could have said what he said. And either way, I know how he feels. His... Uh, feelings about Muslims have been perfectly clear since, uh, I mean, before he started running for president, but I mean, especially since in interviews, he, uh, before the election, all he would do is denigrate Muslims and call them violent extremists right. and uh, advocate for ba- like basically the destruction of their religion. Right. <laughs> and that was nonstop. Multiple times from 2015 to 2016. And it, I feel like we don't, we talk about how Muslims are treated in individual countries. Right. But I don't feel like there's a lot of attention given to kind of connecting those dots. Yeah. And pointing out how widespread that is and what it could lead to. Because when you get enough countries saying, well, we don't want these people in our country, then it becomes, well, so where do they go? Yeah, exactly. And the response you'll get from a white nationalist type is they'll have to figure out a place to go. And it's like, nah, that's not like that's not a talking point. Like that's not right. It's that's and if it literally... was a talking point, I'd assume they'd say put them to New Zealand. It's like an eighteen hour flight away. Well it's <laughs> can't make jokes. <laughs> So, well, it's just it's it's such a global thing right now. Yeah, well and and honestly and literally talking about removing an undesirable population from your country is genocidal talk. Absolutely. Pure, you want to remove a population, let's just put all white people on Mars. Yeah. Which I think is what we're trying to do. But like and if, if you're talking seriously about move removing an entire religious group right. from your country, how are you going to do that? You're going to force them to go. You're going to, but you can't deport them all at once. You got to put them in camps. And I know what Chet just said was a joke, but I feel like the. Thank you for acknowledging my comedy. The, well, just get rid of all white people and then the threat to Muslims will be gone. No, yeah. no, 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 no. India right now, the nation, yeah. the world's largest democracy, has a very fascist right wing leader who has not overtly encouraged campaigns of violence against Muslims, but yeah. he certainly hasn't discouraged it. 
Uh, well, and not to mention like the massacres of uh, Rohingya Muslims, right? Uh, across the world, but in China. specifically, yeah, in China and Malaysia, yeah, and the Philippines, it's just ridiculous. In China, it's Uyghur Muslims, yeah, and they have a detention camp in China or several detention camps in China. They call them free vocational training. Of course, is what they call it. They are rounding up Muslims and putting them in camps. For vocational training. Training them for the job of not existing. Training them for the job of stop being a Muslim or else. Yeah. And it's a global thing right now. Like there is. It's really disgusting. And that is that is one of the talking points he wanted to express yeah. in his manifesto is that there's nowhere safe for Muslims. Motherfucker, we know. Yeah, it, like, we, that's very obvious, and, and that's the problem. America is just leading the charge on this. Like, yes. There, we've got a president who is banning you know, uh, travel to and from certain Muslim nations. Right. Uh, who, in America's defense, our last president was Muslim. Where did I hear that talking that's point? That's a good point. Yeah, good point. Where did I hear that talking point? Yeah, I don't know where that talking point what comes from. Yeah. Leftists. Yeah. yeah, probably. Probably. But yeah, and like and we've got such a vast media empire that is dedicated to spreading Islamophobic rhetoric around the world. Right. And we're seeing the impact of that in events like New Zealand. And like and he's not the first one. And No. And when during the the Christ, the Rohingya crisis, when there were just constant massacres going on of these uh, of this ethnic Muslim group, no big deal. My dog's just getting tickled yeah, the in the course yeah. while looking at Adam's foot. Going to pull everything okay. off all of the desks. Okay, but while you were while there was uh, all those the massacre of the Rohingya going on, uh, if you scrolled through the Twitter, the regional Twitter from that area, uh, you would see American memes being used to justify these this genocide. Right. And it's just, we just spread, we, we export our hatred ev- all over the world. And it's picked up by people who share those beliefs and spread. Right. And it gives them, it gives them more power and more support knowing that they've got people in big old America right. backing them up. Yeah, it's like we're the McDonald's of the world. Yeah. McDonald's, when it comes to fast food, whenever there's a problem in the fast food industry at large, McDonald's fixes it first, and then everyone follows suit. If McDonald's fixed it, everyone else knows they have to fix it. Yeah. If McDonald's doesn't fix something, no one else fixes it. Good example, uh, trans- All day breakfast. Trans fats, or all day breakfast, sure. Trans fats. McDonald's was one of the first to be like, fine, we'll start cooking our fries in different fat libs. But also sexual harassment in fast food places. Mm -hmm. There was a nationwide strike at McDonald's over the uh, rate of sexual harassment in fast food industries. And the media just kind of was really quiet about it. McDonald's didn't do anything about it. And you know it's not confined to McDonald's. Like anyone who's ever worked in a restaurant knows that. Yeah. But none of these other places are going to change unless McDonald's does. And when it comes to the world, when the world sees our president, not even if he's not overtly endorsing right-wing shit like this, the fact that he just brushes it off exactly. as 
just another talking point to consider that does that absolutely emboldens people around the world yeah, this so much legitimacy this is an example of it there have been so many like dictator types around the world who have started whenever something comes out fake news yeah like that's fake that's that's the media lying to you i'm telling you the truth that's dictator shit yeah and now that it's happening on in the united states at the highest level of course it's getting normalized everywhere else and I feel like when something like what happened today or yesterday, the Christchurch shooting, that needs to be the talking point in the United States every fucking time. Yeah. Is that this is all emanating from the Trump administration and from Donald Trump himself. Yeah. And that is, at least in this country, that is a big part of the problem. We've had white, like, that's what I hate so much about the. Oh, racism has existed forever. He's just figuring out how to exploit it. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the problem. problem. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. As president, you're supposed to try and fix that shit. And even if you don't, which no president ever has, you at least don't get on the world stage and encourage everyone else to not fix it either. Exactly. And that's that's where we're at. And that needs to be the fucking talking point. And not only not want to fix it but then to insist that these other like it that's not a problem it's these leftist attacks that are the problem it's all this other stuff it's the democrats that are the problem and i don't know if it's ever you can get to truly place truly to a place where things are magically fixed like racism doesn't exist but you want to be moving the needle in a positive direction like there are a lot of a lot of presidents that have moved the needle in the right direction. Uh, eliminating slavery, right direction. Letting everyone vote. I mean, those are drastic examples, but it yeah. wasn't that long ago. 100, 150 years ago. Um, no. You know, but uh, he is definitely uh, regressing. Make America great again. Make America back to the 1950s. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. I want to create a stand-up character. That is like a Midwest Trump supporter. His name's gonna be Dick Tater. Yeah, Dick Tater here. I just I don't know. You kept saying dictator. It kept making you me and think Ron of the name. White should write it. Yeah, together. Dick Tater, get her done. Tater failed. I'm I like, desperately trying to shoehorn I like, any attempt at a laugh into this. Episode. I like Ron White. Yeah, well, Ron White. Is, Ron White is impeccable. He's the he's the best comic by far. He's the uh, only yeah, one yeah. from the blue collar act that told me he liked my kidney bit. So yeah, Ron White's funny. He seems like a chill guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Like yeah. it's it's hard to know what to say at this point. It's, like it's it's getting it's really weighing on me that this type of shit is so much of what I do. Yeah, for a living. Yeah, is talking about and picking apart and examining this shit like it it needs to be done to some extent but goddamn it's exhausting yeah well to a on a different yet comparable level uh one thing i was listening to on npr this morning and and a thing that i've been reading about recently is uh how facebook employees uh that are content moderators are like suing facebook because they're basically low pay uh call center workers and they're exposed to so much fucked up shit on a regular basis and uh although i certainly think you're doing a service to the world uh the hump pops listeners at minimum anyways um yeah it's got to take a toll on you and you gotta find your balance on this shit i wouldn't want i mean we're only a half hour into this and i i probably am trying to like crack jokes because i'm just like i don't have it in me to yeah so how you do this multiple episodes a week and it just it feels like 
wheel spinning at some right, point. Yeah. Like we're still fucking debating if Donald Trump supports white nationalists. Like why? Yeah. There's... That's not even a conversation we should be having anymore. We're ne- none like on the whole as a nation we are not having the right conversations about no. about any of this about right about right wing uh rhetoric and uh the end goals of these people. Right. Like where are where are the people who argue, well, we need to close down the borders because, you know, Muslim refugees come in and they pretend to be ISIS and then they set up these enclaves and things. It's like, well, one, we're not the Philippines. Yeah. That's not happening here. That's happening in the Philippines. Wait, we're not the Philippines? No. Oh, I can man. still do drugs freely in the streets. Yeah, not be shot down. Right. And, which, new development in this country, but yeah. that's fine. But, so, like, what borders do we shut down? To stop white nationalists. Yeah, exactly. Because where is the... That's why we'll never talk about the... There's no incentive for most politicians, both Democrat and Republican. So with the internet and social media, like, physical borders are becoming less and less defining of these issues. And it's more about how communities congregate and communicate in the digital world. I mean, I don't mind the idea of borders. Eh, I mean, I think, like... I don't want countries to lose their entire fucking identity. I yeah, I don't think that has I want to there happen. To, I for... want there to be places I can go to that are different from where I yeah, am right now. I definitely agree with that. I but I don't think. But the thing is, I think that that is not an an inherent outcome of opening borders. Uh, I think that right because the internet is already achieving a lot of the cultural yeah like and. We we still share a global culture now, right? Pretty much, like it, among internet connected worlds. I just I worry, but we still have distinct cultures throughout the world, and they are influencing us, and we're yeah. influencing them. Like I think it's good. And me saying that almost sounds like white nationalist talk. When I, I I mean it more in the way France deals with immigrants, where okay, well you're here now, so you're just French. Like yeah, your cultural identity doesn't matter anymore i like i don't mind people moving freely among borders yeah but then that's also a way of erasing a a cultural identity then like you're to enforce what i mean first of all but that's what france does no i know and and i I don't like that yeah i'm saying it's bad (laughs) right yeah it's you know because then you're like well who's deciding what french culture is right uh and hmm i wonder which group is deciding what french culture is it's, I don't know. It's almost like we should just let people fucking be. Yeah, let people go wherever the f- they fucking. That's that. Unless means- your agenda is not letting people fucking be. Yeah. If your agenda exactly. is well, yes, but some people aren't people. Right. Like, don't you get that part? Like, that's we have the- to get rid of the people who aren't people. Yeah. If that's your way of thinking, you should be t-shirt cannoned into the fucking sun. Yeah. Honestly, like, you deserve to be jettisoned from it's every fucking like, country you try to go but to. But yet, to me, that is what open borders means. Is yeah. Just let people go wherever the fuck they want. Like, there's no harm in letting people move from country to country because they, because of whatever reason, because they like the weather there, because right. they find the culture interesting or whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who, like, it's so baffling to me that people hate that yeah hate that instinct because that is one of the most 
basic human instincts that there is right to move and to and to travel and to experience new cultures and to establish your own culture that could be influenced by w- the life that you've lived in the different places that you've gone yeah yeah i don't understand the instinct toward immediately hating strangers who show up yeah because you don't just see it when it comes to immigration you see it in fucking colorado when they legalized recreational weed first and they're like yeah now people are coming here for weed it's like don't have cool shit or like you don't want people to show up the whole make keep portland weird bullshit oh boy and i'm like dude shut the that is some white nationalist bullshit and portland is one of two cities in the nation austin Uh, texas being the other one where they very vigorously fought against a rule that pretty much every area has where if you build new housing, you have to set some of it aside for affordable housing. Yeah. Pretty much like Santa Monica even has really nice apartments that if you make over a certain amount of money, you can't live there. Yeah. And Portland fought against that because at the time, it was a thing where poor people were starting to be able to move into the areas that white people were starting to gentrify that weren't quite as poor yeah and they were like well we've taken this area that used to be poor we want to keep all the other poor people in their area and what has happened now is those people who fought for that are getting housed getting priced out of the portland housing housing market Mm -hmm. because there's no requirement for affordable housing and now they're like stay out of portland yeah nope you had your chance to fight for that uh so yeah it's just it's i just don't i'm so defeated by this story i it's I don't understand it. I don't understand yeah. the instant. Like, people, when they come to your community, they bring cool shit yeah. a lot of times. You know where I would be if there were no fucking Indian restaurants in the United <laughs> States? Detroit. Seriously. Yeah. Detroit. What do you mean? I thought. Detroit's. Yeah. Well, I don't know what their Indian population is, but. It's heavily Muslim. Michigan is one of the most Muslim populated states. Okay, where would you states. be? I, even South Dakota had an Indian restaurant. Yeah. North Dakota, I don't think, did. Uh,. Yeah, and I, you know, and, and I am uh, the child of an immigrant, so yeah. I'm pretty cool with it, <laughs> personally. And I, as the uh, friend of a child of an immigrant, I'm cool with it too. Oh, there you go. Well, Chet used to live near the border. Oh, well, I mean, the border with Canada. Uh, My parents' well, house is yeah. the last White House before the reservation. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded interesting. That sounds like a that. Breitbart horror movie. <laughs> The last White House oh, before geez. the reservation. Get to it! <laughs> we have to reach the last White House before the reservation. It's The, the house white- is literally white. <laughs> it's the white remake of Get Out, but it's <laughs> Get Out of the Reservation! And then it, and then it's Native Land. Oh. Uh, uh, the story is so depressing. And, oh, I should mention, uh, I was... Uh, beca- uh, after after hearing about this news, I was suspended from Twitter for a week uh, because uh, I don't know if, if either of you have been reading the tweets of one Mr. Uh, um, Fraser Anning. You told me about this. I He's haven't a, been. He is a uh, Republican, uh, not Republican, he's an Australian senator, and uh, he has been on a real tweet storm since... Uh, since the attacks happened and all of them uh have been about uh how the muslims are at, to blame for 
this because it's Muslim violence that is uh, here. His first tweet afterwards was, does anyone still dispute the link between Muslim immigration and violence? After this shooting? Yes. Well, uh, yes. No, I don't. No. But not in yeah. the way he's suggesting. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the the tweet that got me uh, suspended, what, uh, I was replying to him saying uh, he was talking about the re- complete removal of Muslims from Australia, which is, again, genocidal talk. There is no way to achieve that without genocide. Right. And he, and he said, this is something we should aim for. And I said, this is what you should be aiming for. And I posted a picture of Bud Dwyer. <laughs> Uh, the best politician who shot himself in the face during a press conference. Was it just a picture of Bud Wire or was it like a gif of the Oh, it was a, no, it wasn't a gif. It, it, but it was a picture of him with the gun in his Have mouth. Have you seen the Bud Dwyer documentary? I haven't, but I will. It is one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Oh, he, that's yeah. what we need right now, Adam. More sad. No well, kidding. I'm just telling you like Bud you mean, the story that ended sadder with the guy, than that American acapella uh, nationals barbershop thing. A little watch. bit sadder, yeah. I can't, I can't believe that the documentary about the guy who shot himself on live TV is sad. Yeah, he got he basically got set up on fake criminal charges. Oh, really? And was about to go to jail, and his name was getting dragged through the mud, and it's, it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, listen, we need something to cheer us up a little with that sadness, so just hang on. So, yeah, so I got suspended from Twitter for a week. Oh, we missed it. Oh, the dog was snoring. The dog was snoring. And uh, the people who are actually responsible for this uh, by radicalizing this young man or old man, whoever, however the yeah, fuck old he is. Yeah, he's like 28, I think. Uh, the people responsible for radicalizing him are uh, hunky-dory. Uh, Twitter's just fine with them. But me, oh boy. And they said it was because I was uh, encouraging self-harm. Mm. promoting self-harm as if i was like saying that to a depressed teenager and telling her to cut herself right and not talking to a genocidal racist senator yeah and australia is a good example of like remember when trump was running for office initially the idea of him getting the nomination was insane yeah no one would even oh totally i didn't take it i didn't pay any attention to it one person took it seriously i mean like i was like adam todd brown i was like the only thing that i don't want to happen in this presidential election is for trump to be nominated to the republican party right and then once he got nominated then i was like oh well this is an all hands on deck emergency and all i've said this time around is all i want is to make sure rosario dawson doesn't date cory booker and here we are again rosario dawson's pretty great but what i'm what i'm getting at is you know these things that seem crazy they all happened yeah. to the point where it went from, oh, he's never even going to get the nomination to, well, you can't call him Hitler. Like, he doesn't <laughs> – we don't have, like, concentration camps in this country. Well, and then not too many. And then cut to six months later, <laughs> and it's, okay, don't call them concentration camps. <laughs> They're detention centers. And then he won't get reelected, and then – uh, yeah. A couple of years later, it's like, well, the president has to end after two terms, and then 14 right. years yes. later. And the thing is, Australia is a good example of how the more and more talking points like that just become talking points right. and not radical ideas that should not even be in the discussion. Yeah, It gets to the point where that becomes your only option. Like in Australia, yeah. 
you can vote for the candidate who hates immigrants or the candidate who really hates immigrants. Like, that's your choice yeah. in Australia. If you are pro-immigration, that candidate doesn't exist. Nope. And the more Democrats start caving to, all right, well, we'll just give them $8 billion for the wall. Like, yeah, exactly. stuff like that becomes more and more... To where, okay, well, what Muslims should we let in? Well, it's like right. Nancy Pelosi saying, you know, they won't impeach Trump because he's, quote, not worth it. And she doesn't want to divide the country. Um, and I can understand that point. Uh, but as people on the left and Democrats continue to play nice in this presidential, in these primaries, it's like, well, they don't want to divide the country further. But you almost have to divide the country and, like, hope you win to, to swing things in the right direction because the people on the right, only want to keep dividing. It's the, if you're not if you're not with them, you're against them. Yeah, it's getting to be hail mary yeah. time. This is the this is the reason why I have never uh, wanted to engage in debate on any of these sorts of topics because when you engage in debate about it, then you're lending it the legitimacy of a counter argument. You're like you're right. saying, well, I know that you're wrong. And like, you know, you're 100% wrong, but I'm still going to treat like, be like, well, even if you were right, here's why you're wrong. You know what I mean? You're not on the defensive. You're not pushing the agenda forward. And the idea- And that's the whole right-wing playbook. Right. Of just like, we're just going to push and push and push of what we're, uh, what becomes acceptable to debate. Right. Until, until, like you said, until the point where it's like, well, you know, uh, these people are human, but these people aren't. And that's where the debate goes. Yeah. And it... You're seeing it with the, the trans bill. You're seeing it with Muslims. It's just, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not a debate we should even be entertaining in this country. Yeah. And now we kind of have to because we voted for a Nazi. Exactly. And it's, man, it's fucking depressing. <laughs> yes. It's it's a whole lot. There's no I don't see any solution in sight. Like I don't know I don't think there's any way to like change like the media in this country is such a massive ship that is just set on its course and right or left it doesn't matter but like they're like this we have one way that we know how to operate right we're just gonna keep chugging along on that and to try like to try to change the course of this thing seems yeah insurmountable yeah it's not a thing we need to talk about like we tried the nazis very publicly yeah for a very specific reason and it was so we could get on the historical record right what they did, why they did it, the, and how they did yeah, it. the steps leading up to it. So in the future, we could recognize it and go, no, 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 no. You, you remember that trial? Yeah. That's how this is going to fucking end. This is why they should teach the humanities in school. Yeah. And now we've gotten back to, all right, well, let's hear the Nazis out. We did. Well, we're, yeah. we're getting to that point, too, where there's very few survivors left from World War II and the Holocaust. So it's like, well, that population isn't here to speak up to the insanity anymore. Right, and then when they... History repeating itself. Then you get to the other frustrating thing where media outlets will try and talk about that and the headline just has to be, Millennials forgetting about the Holocaust. Well, of course, the younger people are, the more they're going to forget about it. I'm sure people younger than Millennials have even less knowledge of the Holocaust. Yeah. That doesn't mean you call out Millennials in your article. Right. That's not the fucking point. Uh, yeah. Just, uh... It's so defeating. Screw on the table. What's one thing everybody's going to do this weekend for themselves? Oh, man. 
Can I go see any movies? Go see Fighting With My Family. That's pretty good. I've, I do want to see that. I enjoyed it. I, I might see that. I might see Captain Marvel. Yeah. You know, get some patriotism back in me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I bought a copy of the Coat Hangers first album on vinyl. I think I bought the last one on the internet. Oh, congratulations. How's the yeah. Mariah Carey collection coming along? I just got a signed copy of The Emancipation of Mimi, my oh, wow. favorite Mariah Carey Was album. it made out to somebody or just a regular signature? I can barely read the signature. It's total <laughs> fucking chicken scratch. But it came from some Best Buy auction. It had a letter of authenticity and all that nice. shit. Nice. Uh, but that train's rolling. Yeah. I'm going to get all the Mariah Carey albums. I have all the Coat Hangers albums now that I bought that one. I bought it just in the nick of time. So that's happening <laughs> in my life. I'm going to take my dog to the park. Oh, good puppy. Uh, I'm going to go hang out with my dog after this. Oh, Cagney heard me say, oh, good puppy. Yeah, that was for you. Get over here. Get over here, puppy. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, this is, you don't hate me. <laughs> You're not a white Nash, a white dog. <laughs> not a white Nash. But yeah, uh, we've seen... Uh... The people who were cited in the manifesto responding, Candace Owens said, LOL. That was her response? Yep. LOL. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. We're in a great place. Uh, ben Shapiro is doing his denouncements uh, of the attack, but like that means nothing because yeah. half of his videos seem to be about uh, Muslims. Oh, they seem scary. Are they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Who Candace knows? Owens is an interesting figure. Yeah, I it, definitely don't engage with her. It, no, and I've been saying for a long time that the Trump agenda is going to tur- turn pretty sharply toward gearing its message toward specifically black people, yeah, people of color. And I think she, because that's a thing I think gets discounted a lot when talking about Trump, is like that in the, it, was it the Michael Cohen hearings? Where the guy fucking brought out the black woman who supported Trump and was like, see, there's black people who support Trump. How can it be racist? Because sometimes black people can be racist. Like, it's not like when you're talking anti-immigration stuff, that's not a that is not a thing that is specific to white people. Right. That is a message you can hit a lot of different communities with. And you see it. You see, you uh, see it in China. You see it in India. I mean, there are Hispanic people who support Trump. Absolutely, because they, in you know, in their minds, they did it the right way, and uh, you know, it's and those are hard. Again, those are hard things for uh, like a, a non-Hispanic or non-black person to really engage with. Where it's like, where Candace Owens is like, you know, not every not every black person needs to be a Democrat. Well, no, you're right. That's, yeah, that's true. You know. Like no one can debate that honestly. Like, and if a and I've seen white people, like white liberals, try to debate with her about that sort of. Well, thing. I think a lot white a lot of white liberals just think she's wrong. Yeah, I think well, a lot of white liberals assume all people of color are Democrats. Right, and that is how you lose elections to exactly. people like Trump. That's the thing, and that's why I'm like, don't ever like no white person should ever debate. Candace Owens. It's uh, pointless and does nothing. Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, fucking Milo Yiannopoulos. I mean, no one should debate any of these people because, again, it leads, it lends credence to their arguments. Listen, this this weekend, everybody take a break from politics. Well, I got it. I I got a week-long ban from Twitter. (laughs) Put on on your favorite Michael Jackson album. 
watch some reruns uh, of the Cosby Show. Maybe uh, apply uh, to get into USC. Uh, go to the Catholic Church, say some prayers. A lot of good things. A lot of good people. A lot of good places out there in the world. Me and Vanessa had lunch at a taco place a couple days ago, and it had the greatest array of pictures. Uh, the yeah. most, uh, first of all, the table was the picture on the table was Fellini. Oh, okay, directing a bunch of dead celebrities. Cool, and also Donald Duck. Oh, hey, and C three PO and R two D two, who in of the, course also died in their prime. In the same picture, all in the same picture. Oh, they were in the picture with the group of dead celebrities. Cool, and then on the wall up top, they had Michael Jackson. Below that, Bill Cosby. And then there was this NBC sign that said 60 years of color, and it was a diamond with all these NBC employees inside it, and every fucking one of them of was course. white. Yeah. It's like, what color are you referring to? <laughs> it was from like- The Peacock. It was obviously. from 1986. I wonder if that's what it was. I wonder if they it, were- They're literally talking like, about the Peacock. Celebrate, or celebrating how long they've had color in their broadcasts. Like, Oh, that might also be it. Yeah. Yeah. That it, actually makes sense. It just looked so great. Oh, of course. Just a sea of white people standing over <sighs> 60 years of color. <laughs> and then Lester Holt outside of the diamond. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's end on a laugh. Whoa. Blow out the mic. Do we have any plugs? Uh, fucking podcasts. Yeah. Olivia, any plugs? Well, Jesus. Wow. Wow. I was going to add some details oh, if anyone okay, wants okay, to. Yeah, I'm okay. going to seed some of my plug You did time. seem like you were enjoying this. So I was, I was trying. I want to get you to a happy place. I, Olivia, any plugs? No, I'm seeding my time back to you to finish your plug. That's all. I got fucking comedy shows, but whatever. Uh, I would like to plug. Uh, my podcast, Lowest Common Phenominator, uh, we don't talk about any of this shit at all. It is a podcast about very unimportant things <laughs> like Critters 4 and System of a Down and Emo. Those are unimportant. <laughs> giving you the Olivia finger. flipped me off. Uh, System of a Down and Creed are both criminally underrated. Creed? Oh, man. Stop it. Don't fucking put System of a Down and Creed in the same breath? Chop in with arms wide open, man. Ugh. I love playing those back to back. Creed fucking sucks. System of a Down is the Bush era Bob Dylan <laughs> talking about prison reform on the number one selling album of 2001. Creed never did that. They talked about my own prison. That's a anyway, good point. Can we just get a podcast of Beat Olivia of Creed versus System no. of the I will. I would like 24 to. Episode would, order. Can we my, do the first episode right now? Go. That would just put my blood pressure through the roof. <laughs> uh, that infuriates me so deeply. Uh, <laughs> listen to Lowest Common Phenominator. We don't mention Creed at all. Fuck Creed. And uh, yeah, and so we're. we're you you know, ever talk about fastball? Uh, not yet. You know, it, it might be on the it might be on the docket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, uh, I have a new podcast uh, coming out on the network. It's called With Pods Wide Open. Uh, <laughs> have fun. Uh, go do something for yourself My this own weekend, everybody. Prison. Disconnect from the earbuds. Go get out in nature. Read a book. Get off social media. Uh, do, do why did you listen to all the podcasts? Follow I'm, me on Twitter at hi there hidar. Uh, I'm not going to be doing anything for the next week, but <laughs> after that. I'm I'm plugging everyone's self care. That's my plug. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Todd Brown. Say goodbye, Adam. 
Goodbye, Adam. You say goodbye, chat. Goodbye, chat. Whoa, he said it. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.